Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart and, if you can, your Bibles and receive this word from the Lord recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. Thank you all for watching online. Would you go ahead and hit that share button, please? Hit the share button and so this word can go far and wide. Thank you, Annie. You know, it's, it's funny that I just turned 40 because I was the little kid that was always too young for everything that God put me in. I was in ministry at 16. If your child wants to be in ministry at 16, whoop them. Um, I, 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 I got saved in 13. Uh, a young man named Joseph John um, led me to the Lord in a, in a radical way, just loved on me when I was unbelievably unlovable, um, followed me, hunted me down, hunted me down daily, picked me up every morning until one day I encountered Jesus in my room. Uh, and then all I did from that, from 1993, I would wake up in the morning, Joe would pick me up, drop me to school, pick me up from school. As soon as school was over, Joe would drive me straight to the church office. That's what we did. Every day, I cleaned, I swept, I cleaned everything, I did everything I could. We put chairs. My first official ministry was transparencies. You millennials have no idea what I'm talking about. You have no idea. No, I'm not even talking about the bougie transparencies that y'all have with printed words on them. We wrote the words with our own hands. So the guy with the best handwriting in the church is the one who was anointed to be the scribe of the house. Okay? <laughs> Y'all remember them transparencies? Come on. <laughs> Isaiah, put that hand down. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're a pastor, Skidia. You should know. <laughs> I mean, that, that's where I began. And then in 96, my pastor, who was actually an American missionary from the Assemblies of God to India. Thank God for these missionaries that served in crazy parts around the world. My pastor was an American. That's why I had an American. I've been in an American church before I came to America. <laughs> Um, sat me down, had a talk with me, and, and said, would you come help us in the youth ministry? And at 16, uh, that's how my ministry began. But I've always been in the church. But imagine being a 16-year-old guy. In India, the youth group is not up to 18, by the way. Our youth group had 35-year-old. If you're not married, you're part of the youth group. That's India. And for whatever reason, church people get married later. Not me. <laughs> Uh, I, I always felt like I was too young and so I would always try to catch up to this age that I was not. You know, you would always say the age that the year that's coming up. You never told people the year, the year you're in. You go by the whole, I'm technically, you know what I mean? I'm technically 41, but I ain't telling you that today. <laughs> I'm 40, let's stay there. You know, you're always giving the age that is coming up next because you always want to, because you're always too young. And I know I had to grow up faster. I had to do things faster. It was, it was, I was too young to be a youth pastor. I was too young to be the worship leader of a mega church. You know, I was 21 years old when I was the worship leader of Cornerstone Church. You know, and uh, so it's, it's crazy because everything just happened really, really quick and fast. I was too young to marry the lovely Priscilla Cherian. Not only because she's older than me. That's a different story. But you see, the woman looks... 10 years younger than me. And I've had to catch up there too. This is wrong. And, 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 and by the way, the reason why you know, I had to grow up is in India, the men have to be 21 by law to get married. The woman only has to be 18. See, but my woman was 18 a long time ago. But I had to get to 21 to get married. 
Even the Indian government knows them women get smarter than the dudes quicker. Some of y'all will put that together tomorrow. But it's weird because while I'm celebrating my 40, it's awesome. But I feel like I've been here for the last 20 years. <laughs> I just had to grow up and be here. So, but I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your honor. It is as uncomfortable as it can possibly get. But it is what this church is about. I will never apologize for being a church with a culture of honor. My parents taught me to honor men and women of God. Do you know that no pastor could step foot into my house growing up without them leaving our home without an offering? I'm not telling you, I'm expecting an offering every time I come to your house. But I'm just telling you that's the culture. And my parents were preachers themselves who barely had anything. And yet we were taught to honor men and women of God. My family is ministry on every side. My parents are missionaries. My in-laws are missionaries. Our children are going to serve the Lord. When they were babies, they would say, my dream is to be a preacher. They're really smart in school and they're going to finish school and they're going to get really good degrees, but they're going to be in ministry. You know, that's just who we are. We love that. And, 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 and I'm grateful for, for the heritage that I have and I'm grateful for the culture of honor that Brazen Grace has. Never, ever cringe at honoring. Did you hear me? Never, ever cringe at honoring. If you have a hard time when a pastor is being honored, you have to check your heart and ask yourself, what is that thing in me that has a hard time? Every year, there's a certain amount of people that leave Brazen Grace when this honoring thing happens. And you know, a part of me hurts, but the other part of me says good riddance. Because if you can't celebrate honor in Brazen Grace, you don't belong in Brazen Grace. Ooh. I knew I was not going to get a great amen on that one. But, but I, 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 I'm pulling back to say this. Thank you for your love. All week, you guys have lavished me on Facebook and Instagram and social media, your gifts, your cards, your cupcakes, your, um, your, if I gain weight at 40, it's all y'all's fault. Um, every, I mean, it's, it's every day there's been something coming in your, your giving. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I'm truly grateful. Uh, I'm excited to see what 40 looks like. And I feel like in a lot of ways, not just my 40, but 2020 is a turnaround year for Brazen Grace. I really feel that 2020, something was going to switch. And I know we began this year with a lot of dreams and with our man, where is this going? And then all hell breaks loose with this COVID junk. And then I'm, I, I still haven't given up. I still feel like this is still going to be your best year. I, I still feel like this is going to be the year where you will be more financially blessed than you've ever been blessed. I still feel like it. I still feel like it. I still, I don't care if you lost a job, if you got demoted, I don't care what happened. Some of our people during the virus made more money without their jobs than they did when they had jobs. Listen to me, because that, your, your source is not your boss. Your source is not your company you work for. Your source is Jehovah Jireh. And if Jehovah Jireh is your source, then 2020 is going to be the greatest year you've ever had before. Come on, somebody give him some praise in this house and I'm really excited and I just feel something very prophetic about this year as we step in and even for me 40 that's a big prophetic number isn't it I mean it doesn't get more prophetic than 40 people have been calling me Johnny Enlow gave a word my brother Felix gave a word something is shifting not only for those of you that are in this room but our Brazen Grace family watching around the world my Brazen Grace family in New Zealand do you know we have Brazen Grace New Zealand family now you have Brazen Grace in Australia we're watching for our family watching in Malaysia all over my beautiful Brazen India 
India. I love you guys so much to our sister churches in Trinidad and Tobago. This is for you. For those in Europe and Australia watching. Do you know you have family all over the world, family? This is amazing. They all send videos and I said, man, we ain't got no time. I got to preach so we had to cut that out. But thank you. I love you. I honor you. Thank you so much for your love. Expect God to do something like you've never seen before. Don't go by the report of the doctor. Don't go, go by the economy. Don't go by the election. I don't care who gets voted in in the next few months. The kingdom of God is still growing. The kingdom of God is still expanding. Listen to me. It doesn't matter what goes on. This is an everlasting, ever increasing kingdom. Church, we are growing. We are rising. We are winning in Jesus' name. Are you with me today? The true test of your faith is not when everything goes great. It's in times like this. It's in times when you get a report that goes contrary to everything you've believed. When everything seems like it's going crazy, this is when you say, what do I believe? And what you believe is not just some cute words. It's what you do when it matters. A lot of people said a lot of cute words, but when it really started to shake, they hid. This is the time you find out whether you've been standing on the rock or on quicksand. Huh? Whether everything you've been saying has been a lot of hype or there's really any hope in your words. Are you all about doom and gloom or is there real dreams on the inside of you? Which is why I refuse to believe any theology that takes away my future or my children's future. I refuse to believe in anything that tells me that time is going to stop. I want your children, my children, our grandchildren to grow up in a kingdom filled, godly on this earth. Are you listening to me today? As I get into this word, I want to lay this, establish this to you, and then I'm going to dig in a little deeper. My friend Felix taught me this many years ago, and he said this, that in the life of every David, is there any Davids in this house today? Even if, even if, you're, if you're a lady, you're still a David. Just say, yeah, that's me. In the life of every David, there will always be two people that will come into your life before you get to your promotion, before you go to the next level. And this is really important because it's been in my life, all my life. And it's also true for many of you right now, many of you watching online, listen to me. You will always have two people that will come into your life. Number one, you will have a Saul. And number two, you will have a Goliath. You will have a Saul and you will have a Goliath. Here's the funny thing. Both of them are trying to kill you. One of them does it really cutely, but he's trying to kill you. The other is a demon. That comes against you. True discernment. Listen to me carefully. True discernment is knowing which one to honor and which one to kill. Your promotion will not happen until you honor the Saul that's in your life. The danger happens when we kill our Saul and honor our Goliath. The church world has been doing that for many generations. When the enemy sends an attack, we call it God's, the work, what's it called? The act of God. Thank you. The act of God. Because we don't know which one is Goliath and which one is Saul. <laughs> I could stay there for a long time, but that's going to take me in a whole different rabbit race. It's really important because you have to understand that for God to take you to the next level that God has for you, He's not going to entrust destiny to somebody that is incapable of manifesting it. In Texas, we love our guns. 
<laughs> With how much we love our guns, you would not give a gun to a child who has rightfully inherited your property at an age when they're not ready to handle it or not smart enough. I remember going shooting one time with one of our friends the first time and, and this is what he went, so where do you want me to do this? And all our people went. <laughs> Just because there is purpose and destiny on your life. Why did everybody look at Santos? <laughs> Just because you have purpose and destiny in the inside of you doesn't mean you're ready to walk it out. And there are certain things that we have to go through to understand and grow. This is not God trying to disqualify you. This is God trying to qualify you for what he has already anointed you to be. Just because you are anointed to be king doesn't mean you may already manifest your kingship. Do you know when David became king as far as God was concerned? Not when the people put him on a throne. It was the day Samuel anointed him. Because when you read 1 Samuel 16, you find out it says that the Spirit of God left Saul and came upon David. As far as God was concerned, there was already a king in the house. And I feel like there are some kings that are sitting in this room right now where God has already anointed with an anointed to be a king in business, a king in ministry, a king in your family. But there are certain things you have to understand that just because you are now anointed to be something doesn't mean that you will necessarily be crowned by others. King Saul starts being tormented by a spirit. I don't have time to talk about where the spirit came from. Listen to my teaching yesterday if you have to. And when he gets tormented by a spirit, Samuel, Samuel, what is Samuel? He was a prophet. Samuel tells King Saul, hey, there's a boy in Bethlehem. When he plays, the spirit of God on him will cast that demon out of you. Can I ask you this question? Why wasn't Samuel himself delivering Saul? He was anointed. He was a prophet. Can I tell you what I believe it is? Samuel knew that what Saul was missing, what he felt tormented by, that word being tormented, we, we take it as, oh, like a demon came into him. He was tormented. What was it that was tormenting him? He could not feel that anointing that had come upon him when Samuel anointed him. He knew there was something missing and Samuel knew there's only one person that's carrying it in all of Israel. When that boy comes and ministers to him, something rises up in this man and he says, yeah, that's what I'm missing. Sometimes God will make you minister to the one that has lost the anointing. Sometimes God will make you sit down and serve the one who the spirit has left from. Sometimes you have to sit in a season and honor people. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes you have to stay in seasons and honor certain things. That you might say, well, if I know perceptively speaking, the anointing is not on this person anymore. I know. But if you want to get to where you're going to go to, you better honor the Saul in your life. Please listen to me carefully today. And as David would come and play and worship, Saul felt delivered. Why? Because it's the anointing that he was missing. 
It's the presence that was on him that he now doesn't feel because it left him. And now there's a new king in the house. And yet, for this new king to manifest who he was going to be on the throne, he had to go back and serve a wicked king. See, some of y'all think that it has to be perfect. The king has to be awesome. The king has to be a certain way. I don't care who becomes king. Honor the king. Please listen, I know this is election year and we're starting to get crazier by the moment. This is when I cut off Facebook and I go away on a Facebook fast until November 5th. It doesn't matter who is in power. It doesn't matter how good they are, how wicked they are. In fact, Saul was so touched by him. He was so moved by him that he called Jesse and said, Hey, Jesse, can you send this boy to be my armor bearer? He's going to be the one that's going to be ministering to me. Armor bearer? This kid's got no experience. He's a shepherd. An armor bearer. Isn't that amazing? You don't need to be qualified by the world's standards of education to do what God has anointed you. This is a personal one for me. (laughs) To anointed you to do. When When God calls on you to solve a problem, it's the anointing that's on your life that will solve it. Not your experience, not your education. Are you listening to me? Somebody shout the anointing. See, when David wrote the Psalm 23, he was not just, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. (laughs) Oh, there's so much there. Oh, there is so much there. You see, there are two things you're going to have to fight. There are two things every believer is going to have to fight to walk into who God has called you to be, to step into that which God has called you to be. And no, I'm not talking just about Saul and David, but I'm talking about two important people where David had to struggle out of these two people. They were both giving him an identity and he had to say no to it. Number one was Jesse. Number two was King Saul. Jesse told David, you're not worth it. You're a worthless, good-for-nothing kid. You're not even worth being called out when the prophet comes to, be, to, to anoint one of my sons. You're not, even be, you're not even worth being called my child. Talk about daddy issues. And David had to grow up in the wilderness, and that's why he wrote these words, The Lord is my shepherd. The word shepherd in the Hebrew is also a similar slang language, slang word used for the word best friend. The Lord is my confidant. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What is your excuse today? Daddy didn't love you. Daddy didn't affirm you. Daddy didn't approve of you. Daddy did not give you a recommendation letter. Daddy didn't do this for you. Daddy didn't do that for you. What is your excuse today? What are you behaving the way you are behaving for? Because things didn't go your way. David had nothing, but he understood this revelation. If the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I don't need, I don't need anything else other than the fact that God has accepted me and he He loves me just the way I am. Listen to me. I got to tell you something today. If God affirms you, no demon in hell can reject you. If God has accepted you, is anybody listening to me? I feel like I'm preaching all by myself up in this place. Come on. If God has accepted you and listen to me, God knew what David was going to do. God knew that David was going to blow it. God knew all these things. It didn't matter. God's approval does not come from your performance. It comes from who you are and who he has made you to be. There are two things you're going to have to fight off to get to where you are. And Jesse gave his son a constant dose of a spirit of rejection. And Saul gave David a constant dose of what I call a spirit of insignificance. 
Have you ever had to serve people that only cared about what you could give them? But nothing about who you are. It's what they could get out of you. So they love your gifting. They love your serving. They love your doing. But when it comes to intimacy and relationship, oh, I got nothing to do with this. I don't even know who you are. It's what I call the Peter syndrome. I'll climb the highest mountain. I'll swim the deepest. Say, Jesus, just call my name. I'll be there. Crucifixion happens. Peter's gone. Because it comes from a place of performance. Have you ever been used by people, chewed like a piece of gum, and spat out when you lost your sweetness? Have you ever been abused by people? That's what Saul did to David. Saul calls David and he says, hey, bro, you got something I need. So I'm going to use you. I'm going to make you my armor bearer. Armor bearer, armor bearer. Do you know what an armor bearer is? You know how many years in the military you have to be to be the armor bearer to the king of Israel? He says, no, you're going to be my armor bearer. And then the Bible tells us that Saul sends word to Jesse. Saul sends word to Jesse and says, Jesse, I need your boy. He's going to be my armor bearer. Jesse's like, my daddy's going to be proud of me now. Ooh, my daddy's going to be proud. Maybe now I just got anointed. No, David ran right back to the sheep. My, 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 the king, the king called daddy. This is going to be good. Guess what happens when he goes back home? Goes right back to the sheep. Nothing changed. God had to teach David your affirmation, your acceptance, your significance does not come from your Saul or your Jesse. The Lord is my shepherd. You have to listen to me. See, you say these cute words, the Lord is my shepherd. You, I said, no, you don't understand what David is saying. You don't understand what David is saying. He says, everything I need for my life, for my existence is found in the reality that God is. There's an intimacy there. There's a union there. There was something that David understood in the old covenant about worship and intimacy with God. Are you listening to me today? The Lord is my shepherd. Saul uses me and spits me out. You know, can I, can I tell you something really funny? The same Saul who was using David as his armor bearer in 1 Samuel 16 end. In 1 Samuel 17, David is still a young kid. David is still a little boy. And David is now still taking care of sheep. You would have thought, Jesse would have said, oh, the guy's the king's armor bearer. You need to go be with the king. There's some Philistines that are attacking us. Go serve the king. No, where's David taking care of sheep? See, the problem with us is some of us look at that taking care of sheep and we say, I guess I don't have the favor of God in my life. The favor of God isn't working. Oh, you have no idea. You have no idea. That insignificant thing that you are called to do is the very thing that will plunge you to your significance. That, 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 that little small five loaves and two fishes in your basket that doesn't look like much is the very thing that God is going to use to feed the 5,000. Is anybody listening to me? David goes up there. Wait for this. This is King Saul who he just delivered for a long time, many times. The armor bearer. David shows up and she says, I got this. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who will defy the armies of the living God? You know what Saul says? Who is this boy and who is his father? You ever feel like dirt? You ever been to those churches where those pastors act like they don't know you and you know them really well? You ever been around those, but, but you know, just because they act pompous and, and stuck up, they feel important about, and, and somehow they feel more important about who they are by diminishing who you are? You talk about a spirit of rejection. David's like, boy, 
your dumb butt would be full of the devil if it wasn't for me. No. 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 After David delivered Saul, he didn't go home and go hashtag delivered the king. There was nothing. No. His father never even talks about it. He had to just shut up. He just had to shut up. Imagine being David going into the throne, anointed as king, goes into the throne, which the White House, where he belongs to be in. And there's a wrong guy sitting in there. He didn't go in there and say, oh, brother, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to be in your bed soon, sir. I'm going to be taking your throne. <laughs> no, dumb Joseph, shut up. That's the mistake Joseph made. If God anointed you, God will do it. You don't need to put a Facebook update about your prophecy. You don't need to tell everybody what everybody did. Oh, guess what? I got a word from the Lord. If God has anointed you, God will lift you. Who is this boy? Who is this boy? Who is his father? Right there, most of us would be like, you know what? Let Goliath kill your butt. Mm -mm. I'm good. Let Goliath kill you. No. But he had such an anointing on the inside of him that said, this is my hour. This is my time. And he did not need armor. He did not need education. He did not need military training. He just needed one thing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What is it that you're believing for today? Everything that you need is connected to your ability to say the Lord is my shepherd. Just because people don't catch up to the reality of who you already are anointed to be. Listen to me. Just because people haven't caught up to who you already are in the spirit doesn't mean you won't manifest it. Do you have a word from God about being blessed? Do you have a word from God about having money that you're going to bless the nations with? Do you have a word from God that you're going to be in ministry but you don't, can't even speak and you stammer right now? Do you have something on the inside of you that is bigger than where you are? I want to tell you today, don't look for significance and acceptance from the wrong people. Don't look at it from Saul. Don't look for it from your, from your Jesse and definitely don't look at it from your Goliath. If God said it, then all you need to remember while you go through this season is say with me, the Lord Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Two things every one of you have to fight. Have to fight. You know I had to bring it back down to identity because that's what all I do and preach. That's all the word of God is about. The two things you have to fight is a spirit of insignificance and a spirit of rejection. Fight the spirit of insignificance. And the spirit of rejection. When everything around you says you're a failure. You're not worth it. I bet you when, when, when Saul said, who are you? Who's your father? David said, wow, I guess I didn't pray today. I guess I didn't have my quiet time this morning. Maybe I need to pray some more. And if I pray, that's what you church people do. You blame your lack of other people seeing who you are on your prayer life. And your lack of worry. Oh, I didn't read my Bible today. It's going to be a bad day. Put Psalms 23 in the Passion Translation. Some of you are going to lose your religion when I say Passion Translation, but whatever. <laughs> Psalms chapter 23. I'm going to read that. There it is. Oh, it's so good. You ready to read this with me together? Now you have to put yourself in David's shoes. I'm done. 
Put yourself in David's shoes, and this is David saying, the Lord is my best friend. Wait a minute. This is old covenant, y'all. Some of y'all don't even believe that in the new covenant. He's still your master. You don't even believe this in the new covenant. The Lord is my best friend. Imagine being rejected by your daddy. Imagine being treated like dirt by your king. See, because we have believed the lie that the favor of man is the favor of God. Just because you got fired, you thought that was God rejecting you. Oh, I lost the favor of God. That's why I didn't get my job. You have no idea. God is keeping you for something so glorious, something so big that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered the mind of man what God has prepared for those who love him. You think you were being rejected when all along God was setting you apart. Your setback, I said this before, was a setup by God for something great that he had to release over you. The Lord is my best friend. Read it. And my shepherd. Oh, he's beautiful. Worship him. Come on. My best friend. My best friend. My best friend. My best friend. Do I need anything if I got God as my best friend? Oh, the David, the psalmist said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Come on, somebody. The Lord is my shepherd, my best friend. The Lord is my shepherd. I have more than enough. Oh, listen to me. Your company is not your source. Your inheritance from your daddy is not your source. No matter what people have said or done to you, if you are plugged into the shepherd of all shepherds, the shepherd of our soul, if God is your shepherd, you will always have more than enough. Somebody praise him in this house like you receive it right now. Come on, more than enough. Next verse. Put the next verse up there. Hallelujah. Read it with me. Say, he offers a resting read it place for me oh he offers he offers a resting place my God worship him in this place come on somebody he offers a resting place for me in his luxurious David had a revelation of the agape love of God in the old covenant that we in the new still don't have he his tracks Take me to an oasis of peace. The quiet brook of bliss. Has life been rough in 2020? Has all hell been breaking loose all around you? You need to find this brook of bliss. This quiet secret place. Will somebody lift your hands and enter into that bliss and say, I need thee. Oh, I need thee, Jesus. Come on. Enter into his luxurious love. Your paths take me to an oasis of peace. Lift your hands and say, I receive your peace come on lift those hands in your homes and everybody's together say it I receive I receive your peace I'm sorry for those that are not raised in Pentecostal I got the Holy Ghost rise up on the inside of me hallelujah Jesus verse 3 quickly come on that 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 is where he restores and revives my life 
you ever feel like you've burnt out? You ever feel like you've been tired of pleasing man? Tired of looking for the approval of people on this earth? Ever feel like you're drained out? Going from doctor to doctor, the physician to physician, trying to find answers. I want you to know there is a physician. There is a God who can revive and restore your soul. Will somebody receive this today in this house? Come on. This is where he revives me. He restores my soul. Hallelujah. He opens before me pathways. Hey, my God. Are you reading this? He opens to me pathways to God's pleasure. Meaning what? God is teaching me the secrets to bring him pleasure oh lift those hands and say i live to worship you i live to worship you the reason i live the reason i live oh take joy my king take joy my king take joy worship him in this house with me take joy my king take joy my king Take joy, my King, and He leads me along the paths of righteousness. It's not my doing. It's not my act performance. It's Him leading me into paths of righteousness now unto Him that is able to keep me from falling. It was never my ability. It was Him leading me in paths of righteousness. Somebody praise the King of righteousness in this house right now. Fill every home with your glory. Fill everyone that's standing and sitting with your power and your presence right now. The Lord is my shepherd. Come on, somebody. Put verse 3 up there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that I can bring honor to his name. Oh, give him honor in this place. Give him honor in this place. Honor his name. As you honor him, be revived in your spirit. Be refreshed in your spirit. As you honor him, come on somebody in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a good day to praise him. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Put verse 4 up there. Keep the verses on there, Priyanka. Don't take them down. Put verse 4 up there. Come on. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me. Come on, somebody. Oh, I give him praise. Watch this now. Watch this now. Fear. Oh, I love this one. Fear will never conquer me for you already have oh when i've been conquered by the king of all kings no demon in hell can conquer me no fear can overtake me when i've been conquered by the lover of all ages when i've been conquered by the shepherd of my soul nothing by any means shall harm me somebody praise him in this house come on you remain close to me. Do you know he never left you? I don't care how distant you feel. I don't care how far it seems. He is closer. He is closer than your next breath. Oh, he lives on the inside of you. Open your eyes and see. It doesn't matter what you did to mess up or how much you blew it. He never left you. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. For you already have. Put that next verse, baby girl. You remain close to me and lead me through it 
all the way. How much of the way? Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. Lift those hands and say those words out loud. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. All fear is gone. All fear is gone as you're watching, as you're listening. All fear is gone. Perfect love casts out fear. <laughs> Perfect love casts out fear. Come on, lift those hands and say, the Lord is my shepherd. Read it out loud. I'll never be lonely for you are near. Oh, I speak to that lie of separation, that lie that you've been rejected, that you've been disqualified by God. I reject that rejection. I reject that rejection. I rebuke that lie that you have believed, that God is far from you, that you're not good enough for God. Oh, God says you are more than enough for me. Oh, Lift your voices in this place. Come on. I'll never be lonely for you are near. Read the last one. You have become my delicious delight. Say this, I feast on you, Lord. I feast on you, Jesus. Your love is better than life. Your bread, your wine. I drink of you, Jesus. I eat your body. He who has not eaten me does not have life. But he who has eaten of the, of the living bread has life eternal. Come on, lift those hands and say, thank you for the bread of life. Thank you for the bread of life. You have become my delicious delight. Oh, even when my enemies dare to fight, lift those hands and say this, you anoint me with the fragrance. <laughs> you anoint me. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. Put your hands on your head. Say, you anoint me. You anoint me. You anoint me. Next verse. You give me all I can drink. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. Lift those hands and say, overflow. Come on, Mambra Shout, overflow. Shout overflow, shout overflow. Next verse. Why would I fear the future? Woo! Why would I fear? Why would I fear? Why would I fear? Somebody shout no fear here. Because your goodness and your love, they pursue me all the days of my life come on stand up on your feet your goodness and your love pursue me all the days of my life come on say overtake me overflow overtake now lift your hands and say and i will dwell in the presence say i will dwell in the presence of the lord forever Sing it! Every need You satisfy me God Sing it again, all of you. 
is more than enough for for everything. And all I have is more than enough. Yes, tell him you're more than enough. Come on, tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him. Yeah. Tell him you're more than enough for me. You're all I want. You're all I need. You are my shepherd. You are my shepherd. I shall not want. You are my shepherd. Yes, you are. You are my shepherd. You're more than ever. If the Lord is my shepherd, what do I need? What do I need? What do I need? I have need of nothing because you're more than enough for me, Jesus. You are more. Come on, lift your voice in this place. You're more than enough. Yeah. More than enough. See, I get my life from you. See, you are my source. You are my strength. The psalmist said it this way, Who have, whom, whom have I in heaven but you? There's nothing on earth I desire besides you. My heart and my strength, many times they fail. But this one truth remains, that God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I don't care who's rejected you. I don't care who's turned their back on you. Man's rejection, it's God's preparation for your elevation and your promotion. It doesn't matter who has given you a sense of insignificance. Papa God says, you are more than enough. Papa God says, I've made you in my likeness, in my image. You are perfectly, fearfully, and wonderfully made. There's nothing I need. The Lord is my shepherd. Lord, I live by your word. Lord, I live by every word from your mouth. Sing that again. Come on. Lord, I live by your word. Yeah. Lord, I live by every word from your mouth. Come on. I'm like a tree by the streams I'm bearing fruit my leaf is green all that I do is prospering oh Lord I live by your word Lift those hands and prophesy, sing it. Lord, I live by your word. Come on, Lindsay. Oh, Lord, by every word from your mouth. Sing it again, Lord. I live by every word from your mouth. Come on. Lord, I live by every word from your mouth. I'm like a tree. Come on. 
I'm like a tree by the streams I'm bearing fruit my leaf all that I do is prospering oh love those hands I live by your word You're more than enough. I live by your word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God, are you ready to prophesy with your mouth? Sing it, Lindsay. Sing it. Lord. Lord, I live by every word. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. I am who you say I am. I'm like a tree, say. I'm bearing fruit. All that I do. Oh Lord, I'm like a tree, sing it. I'm like a tree, come on. I'm bearing fruit. All that I do. One more time. I'm like a tree. Sing it out. Say. Prophesy. All that I do. Lift those hands and say it. I live by you. I live by your word. Do, 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 do. Lift those hands. I speak the blessing of the Lord. The Lord is your shepherd. You have no need for anything. He fills you through and through. Your provider, your supply, your lifeline, your healer, your deliverer. Come on, He is the blessing. He is the glory and the lifter of your head. Come on, He is your Prince of Peace. He is your shelter in the time of trouble. Come on, He is your anchor. He is your defender, your buckler, your shield. He is your strong tower. Come on, somebody. He is my King of Kings and my Lord of Lords. He is my prophet, my priest, and my King. He is the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us. He is my God. He is my Lord, my best friend. The Lord is my shepherd may you experience his shepherding this week his provision his protection may you be honored in the eyes of the very people that are set out to humiliate you may you be exalted may he set a table before you in the presence may you be lavishly honored and celebrated in the same place of your humiliation instead of your shame God says I will give you double honor he is the glory and the lifter of your head you will not be put to shame in the name of Jesus be fruitful multiply subdue the earth have dominion the shepherd says so and I thank you father for my privilege of being the little shepherd under my great shepherd over these amazing shepherds 
And I speak the blessing of the Father on everyone that's in this room and everyone watching. Everyone that sowed into the man of God's anointing. I prophesy that every seed that you have sown come back to you a thousand times in money. I speak life to every gifting in you. I speak life to every dormant thing inside of you that has not been awakened, that has not been quickened. I speak life to you. I speak prosperity. May you never lack another day in your life because the Lord is your shepherd. May every gifting and calling that is on the inside of you rise up as we as a church, as a ministry around the world, ZCIM and Brazen Grace together as we enter into the crossing over into our new promised land, into our new season. May you get houses you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant, wells you didn't dig. May you walk into promises that have been laying dormant, prophecies that have yet to be fulfilled. May this be the time of acceleration and fulfillment and everything that you touch prospers in the name of Jesus. I prophesy in Jesus' name that as you step in by faith, let you access everything that has been kept away from you that which seemed like the rejection of man was God's preparation for your elevation and your promotion and your promotion is here it is now receive it by faith walk in it I break the back of lack of lack I break the back of debt in this year may you be debt free and Jacob sowed in the same year he received a hundredfold harvest in the same year this is not the time to hold back your giving this is the time to sow and so radically in the name of Jesus with the anointing that's on my life for finances and prosperity I decree prosperity over everyone that is receiving this word right now over everyone that is watching right now I speak prosperity may your bank accounts be more than full of what you need in the name of Jesus vehicles you desired houses you desired in the name of Jesus the blessing of Abraham is upon you receive it by faith in Jesus name now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the only wise God to him with great joy to him be blessing glory honor dominion and power my best friend my king of kings the Lord is my shepherd lift those hands out loud and prophesy together ready say it say it let your will be on earth in can you give God praise like you've never given him praise before shout to the Lord scream and whistle and shout clap your hands holy people shout to God with a voice of triumph he's a good God love you God bless you online viewers God bless you family thank you for your love thank you for your gifts we love you guys so much have a blessed week pastors come and take your place make sure to meet somebody before you go we love you guys. Have a great, 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 great year. May it be a year of favor and blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Don Hendricks, happy birthday, brother. Good to have you guys in the house of the Lord, everybody. Thank you for being here. If you need prayer, come and talk to one of our leaders. If you're visiting us, would you please let me shake your hand. Tell me not to hug if, I, if you don't want to hug, but at least let me shake your hand. And I want to see you guys, and then we'll do whatever pictures they want to take and all that cute stuff. And uh, I love you all so much. Thank you for being in church today. See you guys next weekend, Saturday and Sunday at Brazen Grace. Are you happy you came to church today, family? Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting me preach 30 minutes more than I'm supposed to close. But I said it's my birthday. I'm going to take some privileges. Next week, I'll shut at 11.30. Is that okay? Today, I went till 12 o'clock. So I love you guys. Have a blessed week. Love you guys so much. Thank you. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me 
I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at ZCIM.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.